Hey everybody, welcome back into the Rockstar Entrepreneur Podcast for 2022, recording this Monday, April 4th, uh, 2022, and hopefully it's up before the end of the night or on April the 5th. Welcome in guys, welcome back, welcome back. I'm trying to keep to this schedule. My idea and hope was four or five podcasts a month, Um, so one a week. I'm going to try to work towards two a week, and we'll see if we can't keep the show um, to the point of, you know, at least four episodes, hopefully six six to eight per month. I'd love to get on an every other day schedule, 15 podcasts a month for you guys, but we'll see how that works out. I'm trying to keep up with this new thing. Maybe you've heard of it called TikTok. Yeah, I joined TikTok last month. Um, I had an account. I just really never uploaded. And now last month I uploaded like eight or 10 TikToks. I'm going to try to do, you know, 15 or 20 this month. Um, I'm not artistic. I'm not musical. So it's a little more hard for me to make like real life business type fun content, but we're working on some ideas. So anyways, in the meantime, we're back here on the podcast. Man, I put out a YouTube video tonight about why sales are slow on eBay and Poshmark. Cool video. Check it out. YouTube.com front slash Rockstar Flipper. Uh, as always, uh, appreciate you guys who take the time to subscribe to the channel and check those videos out. Uh, yeah, the economy, inflation. Like we we touched on it a little bit in the last episode. Things have just gone from bad to worse. Five dollar plus gas prices, six dollars in some places. You know, a national average in the four and a half to five dollar range, a dollar and a quarter, a dollar fifty more than it was, um, you know, a year ago or even a couple months ago. It's gone up like a dollar. So anyways, um, just things just, you know, not where they belong. And, and, and it's tough. It's we're coming into, you know, we just came off a of spring break. Most people either just had their spring break a couple weeks ago or they're on spring break now. I know up north we have family friends coming to town. So a lot of places up there in the Maryland area, they get um, their spring break. Uh, this week of April, because we're, we're coming up, not not this coming weekend, but the following weekend is is Easter. And so they get an April spring break. So I know some places did it like the last week of March. Uh, uh, my niece and nephew in Orlando, they have um, had their spring break. They were here at my house. They stayed uh, the week before last, not last week, the week before that. So yeah, that's where we're at in the country right now. Spring break, people, you know, road trips a lot harder. People spending more money on gas, more money on groceries, more money on just life in general, right? Like that's what inflation does. That's what business does. And damn, like what what else do we have to blame? Like we don't have to go into politics, right? Like I don't care your politics. Although some of you made some questionable decisions and have some buyer's remorse. <laughs> Needless to say, um, I don't blame you. I don't blame a lot of you, but you know, no one really could have seen this coming. The war in Ukraine, Russia. Yeah, that's a tough thing too, but Gosh, uh, you know, people were all hitting me up. Is it going to get better? Are we are we looking, you know, at better days ahead? And and honestly, in the e-commerce business, the world of online sales, things tend to be really bad in summer. We actually have a, a phrase. It's called summer slowdown. It's a known thing. Some of the the worst sales months on eBay, Etsy, um, Amazon historically, and and now probably Poshmark have been May and June leading into July is usually not a great month. August is when it tends to pick up. Back to school. Uh, The very beginnings of a lot of holiday shopping happens in, uh, you know, September, October. Uh, August is a lot of back to school. Summer's vacation's over. All that beach and road trip and and spending money on a lot of, you know, frivolous Disney World and this and that. Um, It goes away and we start getting grind back into focus on on back to school kids need clothes kid needs shoes kid needs uh 
necessities. Kids need, you know, computers and desks and furnitures and all this stuff. So that tends to be the pickup. But May, June, July is just horrendous. And, and it's typically June is the worst month. My birthday, go figure. July, probably right behind it. And, and, and I would put July and May pretty close to each other. So, um, you know, I told people on my YouTube channel and, and part of my social media uh, audience that in January you have people who spend money after Christmas because they didn't get what they wanted or they're returning things or using gift cards even and switching out and buying. So January tends not to be a bad month in the way of sales. February has, um, you know, Valentine's Day is, is big for people that might be in the jewelry business, of course, or the giving business or the love business. Uh, February is not a horrible month. February can be okay, but you really start seeing that downturn as March rolls around because you have um, spring break, people, uh, you know, starting to go to barbecues, going better weather. They're, they're going to pools. They're going to beaches. They're just, they're not at their phones as much. And they're not spending that splurge money on something on the internet as much as they are going to a bar, going to a barbecue, going to a beach town, going to a resort for a week, going to, you know, ocean city or key West or wherever it is that you live, maybe South Padre Island. I don't know. And, um, that is, that's kind of that that spring break where we're at, March and April, and then we have our summer slowdown. So historically, the fourth quarter of every year is is generally a better shopping time for everyone and a better chance for everyone to to make money. And so you really got to hedge your your funds and you got to really save and and do your best during fourth quarter and the end of the year, second half of the year to prep for what is the first of the year. And so people always ask me, is there a way to combat that? Like, yeah, you can just go hard and stock your store. Obviously, if you're somebody who's used to having a thousand items for sale and all of a sudden you go to two, three, four thousand items, your sales should stay or go up. I mean, just a numbers game, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, saving your money, prepping, um, you know, tax returns, that's helpful. So taking advantage of tax season, people getting refunds, um, that sort of thing. I mean, there's there's several, several things running deep discounts, deep sales, pricing aggressively, um, you know, just investing and doing the best that you can in your business and for yourself will really help you weather the storm of the slow months. So that's kind of where I was on the e-commerce side of it. As far as what's happening in the world, as far as what's happening in the news, we can't really do anything about that, right? So people with $10 million are still going to spend money. They're still going to get gas. But people that only make you know, $30,000, $40,000 a year, now gas is an extra 75 bucks a month and groceries are an extra 75 bucks a month and clothes and things are an extra 7,500 bucks. So now you're spending two, $300 more a month that you didn't have. And that, that causes tight budget problems for people. And I never to this day will understand how people make it through these tough times who are on a set budget where they don't make any more money than they make. They make X amount of money and that's it. That's what they have to live on. Now, we're talking about, you know, bartenders who could one night make 200 and one night make 800. They're not on a fixed income. There's a pretty good average and a pretty good idea of how much a bartender or a waitress or somebody in the service industry is going to take home. They know. They have a reasonable expectation, right? But um, part of the problem is when you work, let's say, an office job, even if you have a decent office job, you're working for, say, $19 an hour, right? 20 bucks an hour. You're making $800 a, a week, and, and, and you're making, what is that, 40000 a year? You're making 3200 a month. You're making, you know, yeah, 35, 40, almost 40 grand a year. But then your take home, let's say you're making 40 grand, your take home is only what? They're gonna take 100 bucks a week out of your paycheck. You're losing $5,000 a month, I mean a year. So your take home is 35. You're trying to live on 3,500 and rent. Rent is through the roof everywhere. I mean, Tampa 
is the number two city behind Austin, Texas, I believe. It might have been San Antonio. I think it was Austin, Texas, for the increased percentage of rent and house prices. We're, we're number two. I mean, Tampa blew it through the water. I was actually helping a friend the other day um, looking for a, a house or a condo or apartment or something for rent, and we put in $2,000 within I don't know, 25 miles, you know, just two grand for anything, like period, like three bedroom and up, you know, she's got kids, $2,000. And literally came back with zero results not one result we didn't put a single other filter on it besides two thousand dollars and under for a three bedroom could not find anything if you want to rent something in tampa with three bedroom you can get two bedroom two bathrooms you can get those for like 16 1800 uh mostly i mean under 15 doesn't exist that's just not doable but not for a two bedroom but um yeah, I mean, as soon as you want three bedrooms, it's it's two, you know, twenty two hundred, twenty four hundred, twenty four hundred, twenty six hundred. It's it's astronomical, and so, you know, that's just kind of the reality right now. People are spending money and and, and going through tough times, and I never understood like how does somebody make it? You know, a husband and wife on two incomes. Well, yeah, now you're bringing home, you know, uh, whatever you're, you're living, you know. Previously, with one person, you're living on 35 grand. If you're paying $2,000 for rent, that's 24 grand. You only have 11,000 more dollars to live on for the rest of the year. $11,000 to pay your your car insurance, your your cell phone, your your health insurance, your groceries. So let's do some more math. If we spend two grand a month on rent and it's 24,000, and we're left with 11 grand, and then we spend 100 bucks a month on a cell phone, that's $1200. So now we're left with uh 10 $9,800. And if our car insurance is even 100 bucks a month, well that's 1200. So now we're left with 8600 to live on for the year. And then if we have just some basic electric is 100, now that's another 12. We're down to 7400 and we got water and utilities and a, you know, before it's all said and done, you're going to be down to just a couple thousand dollars to have for groceries and gas. 100 bucks a month on gas leaves you 12 now we're down to $6,200 or $6,400. You know, groceries at least what for a mom and a kid or mom and two kids, you're talking about four or 500 bucks a month. Well, there goes 5,000 bucks. And now we've got nothing left. So it takes that two incomes because, you know, dad, let's say dad makes 40 or 50,000. Dad pays all the bills and the groceries and and, and gas and whatever. And then mom's 40 or 50,000. Boom. Now you've got four or five grand a month. Um, left where you can actually save some money or or take a vacation or do something. So it, it really, we live in a world of two incomes now. And, and that's why it's so important for people that are on a stuck income to try to find that side hustle, try to find that extra 500 bucks a month, you know, that extra six grand, 10 grand a year. You don't got to start out making six figures or 20 grand a month. You know, you can just start off making a thousand bucks, seven fifty, and this is where people kind of get torn up and they get all beside themselves and and fail and give up because nobody starts a business or a side hustle and starts making ten grand a month. It doesn't happen, right? To make ten grand a month is is not easy. It's one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. You, you got to be happy making five hundred a month and building on that. Just knowing that you now have six, seven, eight, ten grand a year that you didn't have before and then build from there because if you said hey look if i give you an extra eight or ten thousand dollars this year could you turn it into more to build it up to do next year 20 or 30 and in two years do 50 or 60 now if you're a grinder or a hustler yeah you can you can work it out i didn't start making a hundred thousand dollars first year and i didn't make it in probably five years like i probably made i can remember having an apartment that was like eleven hundred dollars a month this is a nice apartment back then this was 10 years ago um 
having an apartment condo apartment that was like 11 or 1200 bucks a month and uh and i was only bringing home like 3500 i had just enough you had to make like three times your income i barely got approved because they were like you got to make 35 or 3600 and i'm like that's exactly what i make you know self-employed here's my tax return they were like okay you're approved and i was like oh my god how am i gonna pay for this right like 1200 bucks gone that leaves me 24 i was in that position and i was like you know what I just got to find a way to go from making 3600 to making 4600 or 48 because that'll cover the rent. That extra 1000 or 1200 will pay the rent. And so for the first year I made 40 grand and then the second year I made 50 or 60 and then the third year I was able to scale it and get to that 70 80 90 grand and I was like, "Wow, this is, you know, doable." It took me to the fourth or fifth year till I finally I remember reporting the year that I did for taxes. Uh, I think it was like 107,000 or 109,000 or something. And I reported six figures and I was like, wow. But then, you know, of course, taxable, you know, 30% on a hundred grand was $30,000. And then I had deductions and I had to pay the IRS like 10,000 bucks or something. I'm like, golly, this sucks. You know, and then fast forward five, six years and to prove income for houses and, you know, cars and whatnot, I had to, you know, pay the IRS 25,000 and 30,000. So it comes with the territory, but yeah, I mean, you don't make that money overnight. Nobody does. I didn't, unless you get very, very lucky and, and, and are handheld by people that have done it and can walk you through it. Uh, it's just not easy. So you have to be happy making some side hustle, side income. You know, the old, the old saying is crawl before, you know, you walk and walk before you run. You do, you got to learn, you got to get experience. You got to make mistakes. You got to spend money and, and, and it comes around. It comes um, you know, to people that are patient, people that reinvest. That's also kind of why business never takes off. People don't reinvest the money. They figure out a way to make a thousand bucks a month. They're making 12 grand a year, but they're just taking that money and they're spending it, right? Like we all get crazy. We go buy a new car that's 500 bucks a month or you buy a, a, a motorcycle or you go buy, you know, you upgrade your apartment. It's an extra 400 bucks a month or a, a newer house, or you just start going out to dinners once a week, a hundred, 150 bucks. All of a sudden you spent $600 and your thousand bucks a month is gone. And so you don't, you know, the people that don't reinvest in their business, the people that don't push forward to build it, knowing that once they build it, you know, from a thousand a month to 10,000 a month, they can go out and spend that thousand every month and it's not going to affect them. But when you're only making that thousand extra, it does, it doesn't help you. So, um, just, you know, remember always reinvest in yourself, whatever it is that you do. And if you have extra money from your regular W2 job, your work, invest that, invest that in your business. Don't be risky and stupid with it, but just invest. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough world right now. It's tough for me to think about, you know, how a lot of people live. It's tough for me to think about how I live and the bills. And so I made like a concentrated effort. Was that the word? Con concentrated effort, but like a, a cognizant effort this year that by the end of this year, I'm going to pay off most or all of our outgoing money and bills. So I, like anybody else in the world, I have some credit cards. I have some dental health bills that I paid for. You know, I had them bill me rather than paying cash for it up front. Um, I have, you know, we bought a bunch of new furniture when we moved in the house. So those are on credit cards. And, you know, I paid like 50% or whatever. And um, 50% of the cost, not interest. And uh, But they're on credit cards. And so it's just my goal is just to divert all of our money to just paying that all down and, and getting rid of our cost of living, our cost of of what it, it takes for me to wake up every day and know how much I want to make because at the end of the day, I'm willing to give up a whole lot of stuff this year in order to, um, you know, going forward, moving forward, knowing that 
it doesn't take much for me to pay the bills. We have plenty of money left over. And then we can decide to reinvest that and kind of practice what I preach and, and put it towards making more money and travel or do whatever it is we're going to do. So, you know, pay off those bills, get rid of that outgoing money. Cash is king. Cash is an absolute monster if you have it. And I, I fear that it's going to become more so as, you know, supply chains and food shortages and wars and, and you know, things just continue to go to crap. Now, with midterm elections coming up, um, I don't care if you're politics or Republicans or Democrats, but obviously uh, the people in charge right now are, are not doing it right. And you can blame it on previous, you know, administrations or previous senates or pre previous congress houses you know but at the end of the day we're we're a year and what a year and a half post election you know we're, we're coming up on on a year and a half past the previous election and and a year and three four months you know past the inauguration at some point you got to stop blaming the last guy and start blaming the current guy and and i i know a lot of people with buyer's remorse and i don't care what your politics are i don't care who you voted for that's your choice your opinion but you know at some point the facts are the facts and things aren't going right and you got to fix them and you know the old adage is if it's not broken don't fix it but but we're broken right now this country is broken we are way above and beyond broken and we and we need fixed and so hopefully this midterm election and i'm not saying that i hope republicans take the house or the senate or or what have you or the democrats keep it i, I don't care and i've always said this about politics i don't care who wins the election i don't care if Donald Duck is the president and Mickey Mouse is VP and Goofy is the chief of staff, I don't care. As long as the person, guy, girl, or otherwise in the position of power in the president's seat or in the Senate or whoever does their job that helps me. If you're going to do things that cost me money and, and destroy small business owners, and cost us more taxes and and cause wars and cause sh uh, supply chain shortage and all this stuff shut down countries and states and city you're no good you're no good for us and and you just got to go right and a lot of this problem and believe what you want I, I feel the same for both parties republican democrats these guys with 42 years 47 years 52 years they don't belong in power. There's got to be term limits for all these people. You don't need somebody in power, in positions of power, who's been a lifelong politician since John F. Kennedy was president, right? Since the 60s. Since, you know, some of these guys have been in since the 70s or the 80s. Even, even the 80s is too long. 85, you know, I was born in 85. I'm almost 37 years old. So, you know, guys in power for 35, 40, 45, 50 years in politics. 50 puts us all the way back to 1970 darn near right just barely a hop skip and a jump past the jfk and 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 nixon years or, or johnson years i'm sorry and and at the end of the day we don't need those people what they know and what they do is not um it's not conducive for this country their policies don't work they're too old they've been around too long they've been bought and paid for a million times over they gotta go all of them the whole lot of them Trump, you know, like him or hate him, the one thing he said that was an absolute fact was Republican or Democrat, drain the swamp. Like if they've been in power that long, they got to go. They, they have to go. I don't even like the idea of the Supreme Court having um, these, uh, you know, until you die terms, right? Like they're, they're appointed to the court for life. I don't like that. I think that's a bad idea. I think it's a bad precedence. I think... If somebody gets too comfortable in a job, that they're going to certainly take advantage of that job, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, or otherwise. It's just human nature, and it's a fact of life. 
So my personal position is if you want to help us get out of this this inflation and this potential recession and help people pay their bills and help people be successful and start businesses and be entrepreneurs and help my business, help me save taxes, you got to get rid of the swamp. You got to get rid of these lifetime politicians, these guys and girls that are 81, 77, 65, and multi, multi millionaires, $100 million, $50 million. You can't have people in power who are worth this much money, comfortable in their job, been around for decades, making decisions that f- affect everyday families and business owners who are just scraping to get by or who are putting their all into their business to have a better life like me. And then, you know, just things that on a whim, these multi, multi millionaires are just snap of a finger, boom, bigger gas prices, snap of a finger, more taxes, snap of a finger, uh, the country shut down and, and you can't work. And and so that's, that's kind of my position there. And I, I hope you guys kind of feel the same way, no matter who you vote for. But right now we're broken and we need fixed <laughs> the old adage of if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, that don't apply to us right now. We are broken. Okay, so that's uh, my update. That's the podcast update here on April 4th, 2022. Um, Appreciate you if you listen this far through. Uh, Keep trying to update you guys. That's the state of the world right now, state of business. Tough it out. You know, um, work your hardest. When things are slow, things are hard. You got to work double time, double hard to make sure that you don't fall behind because you're already, you know, behind the eight ball right now trying to keep up. You don't want to get farther behind the eight ball by being lazy. So you got to grind out that work, hammer, 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 get through these slow months, get through the summer, do your best, set yourself up for a successful fourth quarter. And you'll be able to look back at this year at the end of this year and look at those numbers and say, wow, I was able to maintain that extra two grand a month for those six months. And that's 12 grand I wouldn't have had if I just slacked off. So that's my advice to everyone from the Rockstar Entrepreneur and the Rockstar Flipper here on the podcast. Uh, make sure you do leave us a message or a question on anchor.fm. If you don't have the Anchor app, download it. Anchor podcast app on iTunes and the Android Google uh, Play Store. You can also find me on Pocket uh, Cast, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else that you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, Rockstar Entrepreneurs. Check it out. Uh, we're on season four, episode three, and we'll have out season four, episode four for you. I'm going to get some guests in the next few episodes, so do stay tuned to that. I'm going to be asking around all week for people to join me, and uh, we'll have some updates, some news, and some big uh, happening and events and things coming your way very, very soon. So thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate it as always. And this is Casey the Rockstar Flipper on April 4th, 2022, signing off. <laughs>